Welcome, beloved listeners, to another episode of Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. Today, we are, are we're faced with the grief of a very real, very literal, non-metaphorical death of a, a, a beloved figure in, in our world, a friend of the show, former Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo. A man who loved life, who loved anime, I assume, because he's Japanese and they all love anime over there in Japan, where they make cartoons for perverts. Um, and he loved peace and women and the economy and really loose monetary policy. You know, he, he liked his monetary policy like we like our women here on Marvelous. And <laughs> Me. We're gonna miss him. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna miss. We're gonna we're gonna, gonna miss no, you, Bobby. Yeah, he, he, a guy a guy made a, a blunderbuss out of PVC pipe and like leftover shit from Radio Shack and shot him in the back and killed him. And he's a he's he's a guy who's pretty much uniformly committed to um, bringing back the Japanese Empire. So uh, rip rip and piss to a fake one. Um, it's it's marvelous, and we're here to talk about Ant Man. Hit it, Miguel. Ant Man time. Imagine a man who could shrink down to the size of an ant, but had the proportional strength of an Ant Man. That's, I think, like the the brave question this movie poses. Like, what if a guy could be small? And I think that, you know, it's like it makes you think about a lot of stuff. Like, you know, if a guy could be really small, maybe he could be really big. Maybe that's what the future holds for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we've got small guys. And then they become big get really guys. big guys. Yeah. yeah. Like Hulk gets a little bit big, but like big, they might have Hulk's a really big guy. Hulk's already a big guy. He's big. He's big. He's, he's, a, not, that he's, big. A big he's not big. He's not like King Kong big, you know? Like they could have a really big, like if they do Galactus, that's a really, really big guy. Like that's about as big as guys get, um, and you know you got little guys, you got big guys, and it makes you think about all all uh, different sized guys, different sizes of guy. You know, and it's 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 uh, you know Disney's a progressive corporation. Um, yeah, they they you know, employ they love people of all sizes, people of all sizes, all colors, and you know you think like a really big guy and a really little guy and a medium sized guy and just like a kind of slightly big guy can all live in harmony together. Um, and I think that's beautiful. And, uh, and 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 that's and that's what the movie is about. Just kidding. No, uh, Ant Man. Ant Man's kind of like I don't know. You did you see this when it came out? Because I, uh, yes. I okay, I totally forgot I had already watched it on cable until like yesterday. It just probably came on cable one day. I did not see this in the theaters because, like everyone else at the time. I was like, Ant Man. Uh, keep keep in mind by like by this point, people were already like clamoring and asking for a Black Widow movie, and I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel was already in like strong pre production, if not like kind of development hell for the next two years. So uh, at least at least when this this was my perspective back when I was like into the Marvel stuff was you know just the the weirdness of prioritizing an ant-man movie like uh relatively and 
God, please don't crucify me for saying this. Relatively speaking, a D-list, C-list Marvel superhero in terms of like, you know, you're not big fucking no, fans Ant- of Ant-Man. Ant-Man, uh, I think the comics world and the people that I know he's, of Ant-Man's he's, like higher up there. Okay, like, but like, it was, it like, people were kind of like, well, why aren't we, like, what What about not, what about like, you know, why Why aren't we give it, getting a Black Widow movie like someone we already have met and already could like really use well, her own a like Black Widow, standalone story. And then, A Black Widow yeah. was a spider. That was the better got a Spider Man. Well, yeah, that's that kind of, that's kind of it feels like a missed opportunity. Like you've got a, you've got like a spider themed named person and a, another spider themed person, an ant themed person. When they when they but not a lot of bug bugs. action in any of these movies. Like this movie's got kind of the most bug stuff going on. Not a lot of bugs in anything else. Um, yeah, maybe but- some big giant bugs. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, I think at at the time, like, um, it was also, this was also kind of an eyebrow raiser because this, this is the official movie that ends phase two, which are, you know, the, the Marvel phases are completely fucking arbitrary. They don't fucking matter. Kevin Feige makes a big fucking deal out of them. He's like, they are near and dear to my heart. They are special to me. No, they're, no, they fucking aren't. Can, Shut up, how can How can arbitrary delineations of like tranches of movie releases be they couldn't even they couldn't even establish their own timeline right like they fucked up with uh like at the beginning of spider-man homecoming they say like the the events of the movie take place like eight years after avengers when the when it really should have been like five six years so like they fuck marvel fucks up its own timeline like officially um so it's which i think is really being true to the spirit of the comics which yeah you know okay i'll give them that but like um yeah, and at, at the time, at least, Ant Man was not seen as a priority um, or a you know hot Marvel IP or something like anyone theoretically was going to like clamor to go see. Which, on the one hand, that was a sort of similar vibe with uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think a lot of people were just excited to go see a James Gunn movie as well. Like James Gunn, like brought in a significant audience, and I also think. Did he? Did he? Did he have like that? I, mean, I know he had his guys, but like I mean, I think I, I don't think a large well. audience was like, "Ooh, James!" Like most people don't know. Well, yeah, the directors, but I, I, I don't know. I think I, I remember the the trailer being for Guardians, at least being like pretty successful and piquing people's interest. Um, but this 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 movie is actually as as much as it's kind of uh, at first glance dismissed as one of the lesser mcu movies if not like an afterthought after uh age of embarrassment this movie has like prop has a longer production history behind it than iron man yeah they 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 were working on this this whole deal for a while this is arguably Um, the oldest like like pre like uh, although like the we'll we'll talk about it later but um yeah i ant-man i think what's what's our uh, to to honor uh, Ant Man co-star Greg Greg Turkington uh, Neil Hamburger uh, in the in the vein of on cinema, let's just get our popcorn ratings out of the way. I would give this three out of five popcorns, um, but most of those popcorns are like you know, there's not enough like salt and butter on yeah, them. But yeah, like I eat not, enough, not but it's like a, it's a three out of five. 
three out of five bobs, bags of bops of popcorn for me. I I give it like three out of six, three out of six bags of popcorn, and like one soda. But you know, it's like like it's like all they had was like Diet Mister Pib. Oh God, do people even sell Mister Pib anymore? I have no idea. <laughs> Um, it's like if we found this in back. It expired in a uh, nineteen ninety six. This oh here's this movie is hard for me because it's like it's it's totally watchable. Like I think we both agreed it's like like it'd be like it's like an ideal airplane movie. Yeah. Um. um should I? Just, but it's yeah. It's like something doesn't. It's like on paper the best one of these movies, but there's just something missing. Nothing ever quite. Lands, I, 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 I think I have a theory. I think I have a theory. Clear critical flaw. If if not what it is, what direction sort of that uh, like missing piece seems to be. But uh, for for anyone who doesn't care or doesn't want to watch or hasn't watched this movie, uh, let me let's let's let me do a summary of the events. So give me that one. Yeah, two, yeah, three. yeah. We gotta do the plot summary. Yeah. Give me that one, two, three. One, two, three. phase two of the marvel cinematic universe it's ant-man a movie literally nobody fucking asked for about a d-list superhero with a stupid sounding name played by ageist actor paul rudd and co-starring anti-vax queen evangeline lily gay actor michael douglas and a bunch of cgi ants hot off the heels of avengers 2 joss whedon wants a mommy dom most marvel heads raise their brows at an ant-man movie coming before a standalone black widow or captain marvel entry into the mcu but believe it or not, Ant-Man was already in development long before Iron Man 1 started this whole IP bukkake to begin with. So any justifiable criticisms about Marvel Studios mishandling female-led projects is a moot point. Originally co-written and developed by beloved British filmmaker Edgar Wright as a personal passion project, the director walked away from Ant-Man over creative differences with Marvel Studios before filming commenced passing the director's hat off to bring it on visionary Peyton Reed and his buddy Adam McKay so Wright could go make his drive ripoff with Kevin Spacey. Rudd stars as Scott Lang, a down-on-his-luck burglar fresh out of jail for stealing millions of dollars from rich assholes, officially making him the most base character in the MCU. Hoping to get his life back on track and earn visitation rights from his ex-wife, Judy Greer, Scott accepts a burglary job from aging scientist and former Ant-Man Hank Pym after stealing his moldy old shrinking suit to pay child support with. The mission, infiltrate Pym Tech headquarters and steal the newly created Yellow Jacket suit developed by Hank's evil bald protege Darren Cross before he can do evil businessman things with it just like Jeff Bridges in Iron Man 1. 
With the help of estranged girl boss, daughter Hope, Hank shows Scott how to use the Ant-Man suit to shrink down into a real little guy who can communicate with ants, punch San Francisco cops in the face, and throw a properly licensed Thomas the Tank engine toy at the bad guy. Although Edgar Wright retained partial screenplay credit for the film, his original Ant-Man script remains locked in the Disney vault to this day, leaving us wondering about the Ant-Man movie that could have been had Feige not put a gun to Wright's head and demanded more tie-ins to his personal cinematic playpen. Despite its troubled production history and the fact that literally nobody gave a shit about Ant-Man, this movie is alright if you're looking for something to take a nap during the next time you're flying Delta Airlines. Overall, Ant-Man is a decently entertaining and relatively charming Marvel movie that would be a lot better if it wasn't made from the corpse of a director's passion project crushed beneath the stratifying machinery of the MCU industrial complex. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the story of all of these. Like, the best Marvel movies are the most frustrating because yeah. you can see, like, wow, th th this could be like a capital G, no asterisks, good movie. If it wasn't like the edges are all rounded off and the styles kind of stripped out to fit their sort of house, and it's like it's actually something I really want to get to. Um, yeah. In in the research for this movie, we we learned we we found like a kind of like just in like a throwaway line in one of those Collider production articles. Um, the reason all of these movies look like this is because they can never stop fucking with them. And doing reshoots and edits up until release because it's like, oh, I can give him it. It's like, oh, this character got more popular. We're gonna shove him in there. We're gonna take this out. We're gonna this movie's doing this now. So we're gonna like, like, because they can never like just make the fucking movie and let it be. Um, they want all the directors to shoot these movies like, like TV shows, like lots of what they call lots of coverage. So lots and lots of shots of everything, so you can kind of easily mix and match, and lots of doing everything in CG, which can kind of be redone or opted out a little more uh i don't want to say more easily but um without like having to fly an actor back to point a or b um and 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 the, that's I, that's apparently one of the big reasons right was kicked off the movie was because he he didn't want to bend you know he's yeah well he's he's a like a fucking story like like a guy that makes a movie like meticulously and they they don't want that. Yeah, can I can um, I can I read one of the quotes from the article? Um, yeah, so we're, yeah. We're also referencing. Um, it, this is another shit. Where did it go? Uh, uh, it's the the on the Collider uh series on like how the MCU was made. The um, uh, Ant Man edition, and it it's pretty long relative to the other. Uh, like entries in that Collider series because yeah. like A, the production history of Ant-Man goes back before Iron Man um, because they originally uh, Edgar Wright and what's his name? He wrote he wrote Attack the Block, which is a really fucking good movie. Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish. Um, highly recommend seeing Attack the Block if you have. Oh yeah, Attack John, the Block is good. With John yeah. Boyega. It's really great. Um, amazing use of practical like like yeah, just amazing use of practical, like, filmmaking. Um, but they had written a treatment, like, a broad outline, or basically, like, the core of the story itself, they had uh, pitched to Artisan Entertainment with in, like, 2003 or 2004 or something. 
Yeah. Uh, and they were like, yeah, which I, I like it, it feels kind of like it, it feels very funny now in retrospect that like studios would like turn their nose up at a superhero property now. Like it seems unprecedented now uh, when they're just like so lucrative and all over the pl- place. But uh, presumably this was this was pitched like after. Yeah, this this would have been pitched like after like Spider-Man 1 was successful, but maybe a little before Spider-Man 2. Um but yeah, con- around this around that same time. Around that same time. Um but anyways, uh Edgar but I assume like yeah. their their take on it was just like a little too PG-13. So let me so for Edgar, what they wanted to make So probably. here's here's what he Edgar Wright said um like he he was on board with the project as like the writer and director of Ant-Man. Like, up until, like, two months, if not, like, a month and a half before filming was scheduled to begin, he walked. Um, And he later said, um, and this is in the Collider article, as is a a lot of things we're going to be referencing, because it's a pretty pretty good rundown of what happened. Uh, I wanted to make a Marvel movie, but I don't think they really wanted to make an Edgar Wright movie. I was the writer-director on it, and they wanted to do a draft without me. And having written all of my other movies... That's a tough thing to move forward thinking, if I do one of these movies, I would like to be the writer-director. Suddenly, becoming a director for hire was on it. You're sort of less emotionally invested, and you start to wonder why you're there, really. Um, and so by, yeah, summer 2014, um, I think they started they started filming this movie either July 2014 or August 2014. But, yeah, they, I think Kevin Feige said something, uh, he was like, yeah, it was just we found out too late we weren't a good fit for each other, which is which is a nice way, a polite way of saying like Ed, Edgar didn't want to be a director for hire and didn't want the, to bend the knee to my stupid studio mandated uh, IP playpen checklist. Yeah, he wanted to make. A he wanted movie. to make a movie, and and I mean like I, I'm not like a like I haven't seen any of his movies since. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the Scott what, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, which I don't, I I didn't particularly like. I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't um, seen it in a long time. So it's not like I'm like, oh, there's this genius movie that was ruined. Like I don't know. Um, but it's like it would have been again like a real movie, and that's like we always say these aren't real movies, and this is why because they, you know, it's, it's not just that the studio has the things it wants to do or these commercial interests, which like every movie with any kind of budget has, but it's like this specific problem of it needs to fit this larger franchise and it needs to be shot in a way where you can't have a lot of like really interesting style or cinematography or build sets or, or, or anything. Pre-planning artistic vision. That would mean that would mean committing to a, 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 the movie kind of long term from early on and not being able to go in and add in a character cameo at the last minute because that character became popular while this movie was in production or oh, something. Oh, can like I that, right? like, can I read that the uh, the the titular quote we're kind of referring to that sheds light on like the entire Marvel process, like you know why these yeah. movies so often like look like shit because they're shot like mostly in front of a green screen, um, all that stuff. So yeah. Like why, like, like we've been keep wondering, like, why do they make these movies this way? And this like 
clarify so much of that. So just yeah, um, actually, well, first let me let me give a shout out to the uh, writer of this article, which is uh, Adam Chitwood, our boy Adam Chitwood. Shout out to you. Um, I I don't know if he intended for this line to be as like savage and critical as it is, but um, so in the article he he said da 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 da. Uh, Marvel Studios likes its directors to get a lot of coverage so they can make changes in post-production. Wright, meanwhile, is a very meticulous filmmaker, crafting each and every frame with specificity, and thus doesn't traditionally shoot too much coverage. So that's and and you know what, to to answer your question, like what is it that doesn't work about this movie? I think the answer might lie in the fact that like this, like Edgar Wright, like whether like, I'm not a huge fan of his movies. I thought Baby Dry the Bear was okay. I laughed at the end because they revealed the main character's name is Miles, like fucking Tails. Um, but like, he's, he, he follows, he's a very traditional filmmaker in the style of like an auteur. Um, like his movies have a distinctive voice and a distinctive vision. You don't, yeah. when you think of like, so he was replaced by uh, uh, <laughs> Bring It On and Yes Man. And uh, the breakup director, Peyton Reed, uh, who's just really a director for hire kind of guy. Just, you know, aside, I haven't seen Bring It On in like a long time. That's a big cult movie. But aside from that, he's like not known for anything. Like you don't think uh, from acclaimed filmmaker, Peyton Reed, you know, he's not on the level of a like Artur, like Edgar Wright. They're in, they're completely different kinds. Uh, they're in their completely different like categories. Brittany, this is not a democracy, it's a cheerocracy. Uh when you think about filmmakers. Peyton Reed doesn't have that auteur, like artistic over like arching vision and distinctive voice. He's gonna he's do, gonna what, he's do told. what he's told. He, he's and gonna so do what he's told. A lot told. of this movie, I think um, a lot of the shortcomings of this movie that missing like five, ten percent for you is coming from the fact that like, oh, this is a this is a director really just Doing as he's told. Yeah, and and that's what because this movie, like I said, it's, it's it. I had such a hard time with it because I couldn't point to like some big critical flaws. It was just like the jokes were amusing, but never made me laugh. the The action sequences are cool conceptually, and they're fine in execution, but never quite that exciting. None of the visuals are ever quite that striking. The emotional notes. Never quite land. It's, it's like it's like when you listen to it's like you know when you when you, you when you listen to like a competent bar band do a song you really like, and it's like it's like fine but it doesn't hit right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of all. Like any Marvel movie that's not like the Dark World or something that's like you can just it's like bad. All the rest of them like have that basic problem to varying degrees, and and now we kind of have a better idea why. Um. I mean, the movie. And I, the, I, guess, I think I the movie know. starts out all right. Like it's enough. fine. Um, but it like as yeah. like it like I would put it on the level of Iron Man three in terms of like watchability. It's it it I, and I think to like, my understanding, yeah. If you've got to watch yeah. a Marvel movie, then like you could like you know, like yeah, this one. Or and Iron and Man I think 3, like part um, of it was Edgar Wright was really trying to make his version of Ant Man more standalone. And the problem really came from the fact that Kevin Feige was like, no, you need to put in a scene where he fights an Avenger. No, you need to like tie it into this and set this like the stuff with the uh, like with the quantum realm. 
wouldn't you know that is a uh that was a read and a uh that was a read wait was it was it reed who redid the no, it wasn't Reed who did. It was McKay. It was, McKay, uh, Adam, Adam McKay. McKay yes. and, and McKay and Paul Rudd. Who, yeah. Um, apparently, they, they were like, Paul Rudd's really great with dialogue. So Paul Rudd got a screenwriting credit, even though, to my understanding, the screenplay was basically like cobbled together, like built from the ashes and bone structure of uh, the Edgar Wright uh, one. The, the yeah, Wright the right screenplay. screenplay. Yeah. It's... um. And I, I mean, like, like everything's like that. And you can tell, like, everything's kind of there, but not quite. Again, like, like I said, it's just like I don't know how to. I, I keep trying to say the same thing over and over again because well, I don't. Well, let's let's kind of let's break it down. Like, like the story of this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, like what I want to point out, like the the quantum world thing doesn't. I, I mean, like, not not that like scientific things matter in these movies. But they establish, like, they say, like, they say explicitly, like, this whole, the, the science magic that makes Ant-Man into a little guy is that it shrinks the space between yes, his atoms. Yes, that is said multiple right? times. It doesn't make his atoms, it doesn't make his atoms smaller, it just shrinks the space between them. So how can he become smaller than an atom? That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> See, I, I, science was never my, my good subject, I was always in like the the regular like non honors science classes because I was like, stop asking me questions. This is like well, film. Like, you ever did you ever take like like a white bread yeah, and like oh, squish yeah. it down into a little? Ball? Oh yeah, I've done that accidentally. It's 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 like yeah. that, right? Like our 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 at the atomic level, like it's like Lego blocks. Yeah, density. We're made of chemical compounds. Chemical compounds are made of molecules. Molecules are made of atoms. And and there's all of these. Like they all kind of float held together by fields and the idea. And so there's all this empty space between them. Yeah, that's dense. Yeah. So the idea is that you could make a guy really, really small if you shrunk all that space between his atoms, which like, okay, fine. Like, like there's a ton of problems with it's, that, but it, whatever. It, it doesn't it, it trusts really matter. The, the idea with, and, and this goes for like all most mo like movie science though. It's like, it's, it's doesn't matter if it's really accurate it just needs to be like believable enough to the layman in service of a plot, and the whole it, it just needs to be internally. Yeah, and consistent. the whole thing with the and quantum the realm, thing. as will become like apparent with the last two Avengers movies, it's clearly only in there to provide setup, like for the mechanics that, like those, like the that spoiler alert in Avengers Endgame. Uh, they they traveled back in time using the science that Hank Pym um, created with fucking atom shrinking, whatever. They they use the quantum realm in order to time travel to steal back the Infinity Stones and uh, stop Thanos. Uh, so so the introduction of the quantum realm, like from a like from a purely logical perspective is really as like the thing that wasn't originally there in that Edgar Wright vision that was clearly added as like setup for the mechanics of these future movies and now that like that's been set up like you can trace a direct line to like the setup of the quantum of the quantum realm or whatever in this movie to like now they're going with the whole multiverse dynamic like it's 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 like a building block towards shit <laughs> yeah and 
And I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm a sucker for this. Like, here's like, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do a cinema sins thing. It's just if you're gonna make your bullshit science magic shrink a guy, don't just don't contradict yourself with it. Just make it a different, give it a different bullshit pseudoscientific explanation. Because yeah. <laughs> he's also like, I mean, I, I'm a lot more forgiving of this. Like, there's like the one thing I remembered from the first time I saw this movie was like the the fight on the oh, model train the, and the little model train. That's like big, the most which, uh, memorable climax. But that's also fight like any of these movies. That 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 model train when it's made big should still have the same amount of stuff in it as the little model train. And it should still, so, so that giant model train should still be like five pounds of plastic. Yeah, but that, so it yeah, shouldn't but crush it a car. Be able to crush but the I'll, I can let that go. Yeah, but I, I like, I can let that go, but it's just like the, the subatomic thing. It's like, don't, don't say your whole gimmick is shrinking the space between atoms. If you're going to make a guy smaller than atoms, just don't say it. That's all you had to do. <laughs> like, this is high school level science, man. I'm not Stephen Hawking. Okay, so. <laughs> but uh, it's, 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 sorry, it's, that's a nitpick. It's not, it doesn't really matter. nitpicks aside, um, I mean, our, the setup here is, and the setup of, like, this movie was clearly, like, all, uh, like, the core of the Edgar Wright screenplay which um you know i like this is this is what i like about this movie is uh like scott lang uh who is uh, in the comics he's the second ant-man hank pym uh gay actor michael douglas he is the first ant-man like the ant-man from like the uh like original old like 50s 60s yeah this is this is something they're doing with these movies is like 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 an iron man it it's just like, oh, there's a guy made a magic flying combat suit. This is crazy. Nothing like this has kind of ever happened aside from that Captain America Shield Easter egg. And then they kind of like keep backfilling where it's like, okay, no superheroes have like existed forever. And 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 there was a Captain Marvel and an Ant Man and all this stuff. Yeah, but um, I mean this this one uh, this one opens with a flashback. It's of uh the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I just mean like as as they keep expanding out the universe and and like backfilling comics lore into the lore of the world where it didn't exist before. It takes it's up like the time. You start to see all too. it. Yeah, but it's also just like see all these contradictions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come up where it's like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anymore. Um. So um, I think what is the it, it opens what like eighty seven eighty nine that first eighty yeah it's like yeah, eighty seven yeah like, and he's shield headquarters like in the process of being built which it's CG but you know what I give it a pass compared to how it looked in Winter Soldier because it's not supposed to be finished yet. Uh, the, but we need to- there's still like. Like as as much as I compl- like, there's still too much CG. Oh, there's always too much. But CG most of it's movies. fine. Yeah. Like it's it's not nearly. I just like like the movie is like yeah, it doesn't have as much of that eyes sliding off of it as most of these movies do. And there's it's it's like again, it's an agglomeration of tiny little tiny touches little that make almost. it that way. Um, like they put a bit more effort into a lot of the CGI sh- in this than they do in a lot of these other movies. I think because the like making a guy tiny thing was like the big gimmick and they like put a lot of effort. Into well, well that what, what did you think about the, uh, the, the digital de-aging of gay actor Michael Douglas? <laughs> That's not all. This Bible is a Bible of my daddy who just died, died, died in my in my arms of uh, throat cancer from 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 eating some 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 bad pussy. Uh, I mean, I could tell because I'm like, obviously, they didn't get. Yeah. Like, Course. 1994 Michael Douglas, but that's um, basic instinct, fucking Michael Douglas, right there. 
Yeah. A gay actor. But, um, excuse me. It, it was weirdly, conv- it, it was pretty convincing. Like I could tell cause I knew to look for it, but it, like, what about, what fine. about Peggy's? And I mean, like it's one up. scene. It, it looks. Oh, that was terrible. This, that this was one? fucking. Compared to Winter Soldier. Wait, this, wait, where was old? Peggy? She's in the opening scene. Peggy's. Oh, that was her. Yeah. It was Pe- Peggy fucking Carter. <laughs> yeah, Peggy Carter, because she's. Oh, she didn't look like she didn't look like she did in 1945. Yeah, she looked like she did in 2012. No, so I didn't, she didn't recognize. No, her. She, I think she looked. I mean, I was uh, high. Okay, so she she looks at least. And she's not. So you're supposed you're to be. like. I mean, you're you're in love with. I, her she's the and, only good thing. I'm uh, the only good girl character not, in my opinion. Um, but. Yeah, I don't, I, that's fair. But I just like, yeah, I, I actually I did not realize that was supposed. Yeah, that was her. So, I was just like, oh, it's just some some board. Yeah, member it's or it's something. her. Um, it's her. Uh, what's that other guy, Mitchell? Mitchell Carson, uh, who's who's later like, like he's he's like kind of second antagonist in this movie. He's the guy who wants to buy the yellow jacket. Um like yellow jackets from cross uh, for hydra he's a hydra yeah, guy yellow he's jacket a, he's the, the, the bad he's guy he's hydra like yeah, guy yeah, there's who a, was working at shield he, yeah oh and they say he was like yeah he he he, he used to be the, he was the ex-head of defense at shield and his current career uh they explicitly say that is say this is he's he's now toppling governments so uh yeah further further strike against like shields having been in any way, a nor- this, noble organization. I mean, I, if like that's what they're, I, I don't know um, about to do. Yeah. Well, this this movie, like, like I don't know about Edgar Wright's politics. Although I, I get a vague sense he's probably liberalish yeah. and or, or probably like some kind of liberal. I know Adam McKay is like a a, a left liberal. Yeah. Like he he was on he did a he did a, he did a episode yeah. of Chapo and stuff like that. Um, and now he mostly just annoys people. So like. Yeah, he's he's kind of yeah the like yeah he's a Hollywood left liberal, but but like there's like you see some that like there's hints of that in this movie. Like, yeah, they have the big promo video for the yellow jacket, which is the bad guy Ant Man suit. And there's like a tiny little bit of that like yeah Robocop we both, we both tone wrote like to we it. both commented on that scene in our notes. Like I I wrote like this is giving me shades of Verhoeven. Same with the um bathroom scene a uh, couple scenes later yeah there's like that five five percent of of diluted robocop which, that they put in which also movie. feels like a, a lot of this movie also feels like not a rehash of iron man but like i as i said like the the main villain is basically just obadiah stain again it's a it's a bald it's, a it's just flipped yeah. around where he's he's the he's the protege instead of the the old man yeah um but yeah, he's he's the business guy with no scruples who's in a market and, he's, and weaponized. He's this evil stuff. because his brain chemistry has been altered by these experiments, which is like just just let him be a fucking evil Jeff Bezos. Well, this, that's such a weird choice because it's like he is already was like he putting a bad but then we never guy. See it's him like put on my, this, the yellow jacket suit before like the the climax. That's no, the thing. it's, it's so just it's kind like, of. A, assumed he's, he's been testing well, I think, it. I know, so it's like a generalized exposure so then why is michael yeah. Doug- he, there is actually crazy. although they they show he's like well, they, sick they kind of there's a there's that one shot where he's they, like they, going past security and uh like you see it like a bottle of pills in there uh that he drops into like the security thing but like yeah that's a that's a weird 
plot thing that doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, his they, they infer it's like he has this line like, like they have these references to him being like too ambitious or too much this or that or too much of a dick. So I think in the comics, like Hank Pym is like a wife. Oh, God. Asshole. Jesus Christ. Um, or something like that. I think that's, I mean, comic characters, they go yeah, through so many no, they, versions. That of, comics but, used to be for like, adults. I think he's like Hank Pym's supposed to be like a real prick in the comics, I think. Um, and, and they kind of have these like very occasional allusions to that, but they don't really follow through with it. But like, also like the whole thing is like, yeah, our kind of ersatz. I, 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 I thought he kind of looked and sounded sort of like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. I don't know if that's intentional. It Pro- might be. For um, all we know, it probably is as like yet another like soft, uh, poss- like able to be dismissed like criticism of like these these soft lowball criticism, these gestures yeah, towards like the, the military yeah. industrial complex is kind of the bad guys. It's like they're going to weaponize this stuff and they're going to use it to overthrow governments and that. But like that's why Michael Douglas originally quit being Ant Man is because Shield was using him to do stuff and he didn't want to do. Well, no, the well. reason he quit being Ant Man was because his uh, wife, who was not it's cast as Michelle Pfeiffer his- yet, so at the uh, end when they showed that picture of uh, gay actor Michael Douglas and uh, Janet, his wife, and Janet has this, or, or the woman who's at least like bodying, uh, bo- whose body is playing Janet in that picture just has like a giant uh, hat visor occluding her face because they hadn't casted the part oh, yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, they, well, that's the thing. Like his motivations are a little weird because it's like he quit being Ant-Man because his wife died, but he also quit being Ant-Man because- He felt guilty. They, they were and, yeah, using- because- the power for dubious yeah, because, things, but then also uh, like they heroically stopped a missile from. Yeah, because the Mitchell the Carson like, guy, the uh, uh, the, the Mitchell Carson cars. guy was like, "Why, why aren't we manufacturing or just using these pin particles?" Which I don't think they outright state, but like those that little vi- it's the little vial of red shit. Which God, that's another thing I hate about these Marvel movies. We always have to t- keep track of like, oh, it's the the blue thing or the red thing. Or the the green thing, yeah. Th- like then there's also like, like yellow like vibes of shit that like uh, uh, like, like why is it like like a like a like a Frankenstein lab little thing in a vial? It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, for the but it's kinda, supposed uh, to power the suit. like like it should be like a little battery machine or something. Like it doesn't. And you know what? I think those. If but, I'm remembering correctly, but I feel like they just like they they have a real for idiots visual. Yeah, like it's the same reason why. The big bad thing at the end of Winter Soldier is like helicarriers with just big cannons on them that are just going to shoot everybody Precisely. all over the world while hovering over DC. It's just they they just have a real like for idiots yeah. visual language for a lot of this stuff, which, which is frustrating. Yeah. Um, um. But let's let's talk a little bit about our actual like main character hero uh, played by uh, I've already said ages actor. Uh, Paul Rudd, but like it, it must be emphasized. It was, yeah, he has it's aged like really well for a white guy, and that's probably because he minds his own fucking business. He, um, like, yeah, he really does not look different from how he looked in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet. That movie came out he in was, 1990. Oh, yeah, he was in that. I was thinking Clueless. He was, uh, that's, um, that's my like was, uh, young Paul Rudd. Honestly, yeah, he's he's the main guy in Clueless. He's the stepbrother that shares like I want to yeah, marry he's in, my yeah, stepbrother. Clueless, yeah, which is also ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Which is like Clueless was one of those like that's also like vaguely an adaptation of Shakespeare, right? Teen yes. movies. Well, it, yeah, it's well, it's like a, in the style of like a yeah, it's well, it's Jane Austen, I think actually, but we're we're not. Oh, it was yeah. Jane Austen, um, right? No, it's like ten things I hate about you. That was, was um, yeah, and that she's was all that. Or, true. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, Paul Rudd, memorable for his uh, uh, bit on Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. Uh, play that little clip, Miguel, please. Thank you. Uh, uh, Paul Rudd, I mean, he's... I think he was a good casting choice. Um, he, I think he's Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the cast in this Yeah, is, the casting in this is great. I think the cast is great. Like, the, like, the, the casting is good and all. Like, again, like we keep saying the casting is what's holding yeah. this whole thing together. But it's especially good in this. Like, um... Even if Evangeline Lilly is like a weird anti-vaxxer person, I thought she was really Bob, good in this movie. Bob and I don't, cuts cute. especially, and yeah, but I don't even like, I, I remember not especially liking her back when I used to watch Lost when I was a teenager on that. But I think that's just because her character, J.J. Like, Abrams writes like three-way shit. love triangle. Well, J.J. Abrams didn't really oh, write that show oh. at all. He just was, but just like the draw, like her character and her drama with Jack and Sawyer, like that was just all like the least interesting part of the show to me. So it's probably has nothing to do with her. But I, I liked her in this. And there's like one, which is so rare for these movies. There's like one moment where Michael Douglas tells her how her mom really died. Yeah. That it was like, I actually had a, like, just like the faintest ember of emotion. She starts crying. There's the, the little tear comes down yeah. her cheek, which is, you know, that's cinematic gold. You got to, the best Movie, the peak of movies, all movies should just be about bitches crying. A, a bitches crying and, and women in trouble, to quote David Lynch. That's that's what all movies should aspire to be. But yeah, like she, uh, Evangeline Lilly, I thought was was good. Uh, gay actor Michael Douglas. Um, it's gay actor Michael Douglas, whatever. Um, but here, here's the thing, like the side characters, because like T.I., uh, rapper T.I., uh, I forget what does Ti stand for. I don't know. I think it stands for something. But he's I have he, no idea. He's like the the black uh, friend uh, in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd's got a, like a, a like a like, like his like diverse high school There's a Russian friends guy with the named Dave. And then the here was the thing that like this was another like clear indication of like a, a repeating motif or. Uh, uh, aspect of the Marvel house style. He also has a, a best friend, his his former uh, cellmate Louise, who is uh, Michael Pena, um, who's like entire like most of his role in the story is to just like provide comedy quips and be like hook Paul Rudd Which up is with needed. Like we've we've already got like Paul Rudd's already a goofball in this movie so we've got this like extra goofy sidekick but here, just, here's the thing nothing as michael the, Pena as an actor but i found this rating. character annoying well, he, and, and also like yeah. it, it almost came off kind of nefarious to me like his use is like i don't like i'm starting to see a pattern of and i i think you you don't just identify this with like this isn't just a problem confined to like marvel movies i think this can be identified in a lot of like major hollywood like mainstream blockbusters is that they'll have like they'll cast a person of color or have a like side character who's a person of color, and basically most of their role is just to be comic relief and to like interrupt scenes with you know stupid quips 
and whatnot. And there's like that one. Yeah, just a, one your line. annoying, wacky, black it, and it's or like Hispanic. The, 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 only, the only time that has worked was in Get Out. That was the only time it worked. Um, but the there's like it's the third or like fourth thing he says, like Louise is like picking up uh, Scott from uh, being, being released from prison. And he's like, oh, yeah, things have been rough. My mom died. My dad got deported. And it's supposed to be funny because he's so, like, blasé about it. And it's just like, that's not funny. Deportation is yeah, not funny. I mean, I can kind of see. Maybe it was funnier in 20. I, it, I, no, I, can, I don't know. I can sort of see the humor on, like, a guy who's, like, relentlessly optimistic even though extremely fucked up yeah but he happen. doesn't give me that like that's um, his thing he comes off more as like a but it doesn't guy. it doesn't work yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't work but like i, I don't know that might have been yeah, what so aiming it, it also there, just feels like a waste of an actor's talent too um like I, yeah but that's the thing because he's he's reduced to a formulaic role and doesn't get like a little more yeah, at least know, with um a little more substance, like a little more, well, just a little more yeah. something that makes him be more than just the 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 the, the gear. And I the mean, he helps with the, the they help with thing. the like main heist of the yellow jacket, but it's still like well, I I just yeah. mean in like writing and oh, characterization, yeah, like they all always always these guys have a role in the plot and everything like that. It's just yeah, well, again, like again, like I I. I I, I I said this in my review. Like this movie is it's it's appropriate. This is an ant themed movie because because it, it's all just all of these little problems that add up to make this movie less than the sum of its parts. And and like I feel like like it's like we're like there's going to be like a nitpicky episode, but that's because that's all we have to kind of drive at like why this movie isn't as good as it seems yeah. like it should be. Um, but we, we are forgetting one um, very important cast member. Uh, Fucking Greg Turkington. Greg Turkington? <laughs> N- Neil Hamburger is in this movie. He's he. Oh, and this, the fucking weird Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's supposed to be funny, which like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give that the scene where like the idiot is trying to order a hamburger at Baskin Robbins. Like Baskin Robbins don't play. It's not, it wasn't funny, but it was like mildly funny in the sense of like, yeah, customer service, I, be like that. Con- con- conceptually, I understand like, yeah, you do get people that walk into a place that is really obviously like does it's thing like, A and they ask you for and thing B. Asking, I have a frozen yogurt. It's like, no, bitch, this is Auntie Anne's. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like, it's just, it's so thick with the like, it's Baskin Robbins. Yeah, and it's it's the weird thing with product placement where it's like as long as you say their name and show their logo, it's like they don't care that they're being yeah. depicted as like a it's really shitty place to work run by like cretins. But it's also like now we can just do our product placement without shame. But it's also like yeah, the weird like Baskin Robbins knows everything. Yeah. Baskin Robbins don't Hot. play lines <laughs> that, was that they have. So ridiculous. Which is so like like oh Baskin Robbins very is very soy. It's like this very dark, soy dangerous, sexy. Ice cream company, like, yeah. In which it's fine that gets Paul it, Rudd because does he's, it. He's, when he's, a, Paul he's Paul Rudd. That's his thing. And B because it's like it's he's he's like that kind of guy, and it sort of annoys the other characters who mostly aren't doing yeah. that. Aside from Michael Pena, who's who's care who's sadly uh, forced to double down on it to be even more wacky goofball in order to have Paul some Rudd's sort of character, a goofball, other than like. Guy yeah. 
helps. And, and like, that's the thing. Like, you'd have, like, one guy be, like, that goofball, kind of awkward, did I ruin the moment guy. If yeah, everybody Paul else Rudd is does that at one it. point. And I, I mean, I did roll my eyes and they were like, oh, did I ruin the moment? Which yeah. is like, that doesn't really make it any better. It's like, you just interrupted. And that's during the, the, the fucking scene we were talking about where gay actor Michael that's, Douglas that's, that's reveals how like- Janet uh, died. Uh, spoiler alert, Janet's not dead. She's coming back as Michelle Pfeiffer and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, yeah, which which they basically tell you. like, Well, that's, that's that thing where it's like, if someone's death isn't like explicit, if it's some, if it's kind of off screen, or no one's ever really you dead. know that they're like, they're except they're for Quicksilver. Yeah. Quicksilver is it, fucking dead, and they're not bringing Aaron Taylor Johnson back. No, 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 no. Well, they're they're bringing Quicksilver, but it's going to be Evan it's Peters. Gonna be fucking, it's going to be Evan Peters. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because that's the beauty of the whole multiverse thing is like we can just have any combination of IP and any given version of a character and, and grab a character played by an actor is most popular and previous iteration. Yeah. It's, it's from that standpoint, it's kind of a nefariously brilliant marketing like strategy. Yeah. We, we, we have Patrick Stewart, professor X, but he's also the professor X in the flying yellow chair from the nineties. We can, we can have Patrick Stewart forever. All we can put all your favorite action figures in the cupboard from the Indian in the cupboard. They can all come to life and fight. Yeah. Um, that's a movie. I think nobody remembers, but there's open your mind. He is a real ear man. He talks, eats, he trusts me. That's very interesting. Good imagination. But, can we also mention, like, as I said, like, Scott Lang went to prison for stealing, like, millions, not even stealing, uh, breaking into the security system of what it, it was called, like, Vista Industries, which it would have been so much better if it, yeah. he had actually, like, worked for Stark Industries and had, like, done it to them. Because that, there we go. You got the narrative tie in. But Stark's, it, Stark's. Stark's the guy we but like, but we can't, so we can't yeah. have the guy we exactly. like rob the other so guy we, we like. So we have to make up this new this corporation, but yeah. Another, and this is the problem with like this palimpsest of screenplays. We've got like too many like Frankenstein elements yeah. from different drafts. Uh, is like he 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 did like a completely forgivable if not awesome robin hood-esque kind of crime oh he did oh but, it was so uh, he gave the money back but, to the people but judy greer is like so mad at him and there's all of this like oh i'm a crook and i i need to go straight and be it's your bitch you did like, nothing wrong you didn't do anything yeah. wrong um and it's also like so it's like okay so he 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 did like the least crime crime ever crimed and went to jail for a little bit, but it's like he obviously loves his daughter and seems like a good dad. He's a really nice guy, so it's like unclear why Judy Greer is so like. Well, it's because her fiance is a cop. Hostile. Just to a him? San Francisco cop. So, but that that came. I mean, like, and, and also like, I'm not gonna fault this movie for not being like a hundred percent realistic in terms of what happens with like people who come out of jail like it, it at least it acknowledges like hey people recently released from jail who have a record can't really get jobs like even baskin robbins will fucking fire you um but that's but that's like yeah, that's like yeah. a low bar but like just like the opening the, the second opening but scene, i just i just mean in terms of character yeah. like character motivation it's like some of like like some of this stuff is like 
not well established in the film. Well, they treat they treat like prison kind of like I don't summer know why camp you hate a little bit. Well, I just meant like I don't I don't know why you hate your ex husband this when much when he did a cool crime when he seems like a yeah but he also he seems like a perfectly good he's dad a really I don't know good why dad. you're not like that's, him around that's that's another <laughs> thing I want to acknowledge like I think. Like, it's just not well-motivated. And again, I think that's coming from having different, very different screenplay drafts stitched together, where in another version, maybe he was, like, shittier as a dad, or it's, like, better established what his going to prison cost his family and his relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, his ex-wife's dislike of him is, like, more comprehensive. I, but um, but that, that's, yeah. that's the problem of, like, our our heroes, and that, that's also probably why they really nerfed um, Hank Pym in terms of like having these they have these allusions to him being a bit egomaniacal or unstable or violent like he did punch Janet w- what's his name in oh the opening oh scene. Uh, yeah Hydra um, disposable Hydra yeah the guy who turns over Hydra but like, even everyone's. then it's like they have these allusions to him and his problems as a guy that don't really match what we actually see yeah. or experience and again I think that's because they're I'm guessing the earlier drafts of the film had both of these characters maybe be like a bit shittier as guys yeah. and have like better motivations for their conflicts with the other characters that are now so diluted because we need to like our heroes so much and we need to be able to put them on cereal boxes and stuff that it, it, the plot on the emotional level no longer quite makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there's always um, like a big level, like contradiction is a big sort of problem with these movies in one way or another. Like, because that, because that yeah, process... Yeah, they, they tell you to f- X and Y, and you should feel X and Y, but then it's not there right. in the Which, actual like, there's, movie. Um, I do want to read, uh, because I wrote that down, uh, I do, because there's that, we, we talked about it earlier before we started recording, that um, uh, there's, there's a very RoboCop esque influence in part of the movie like especially the part where uh uh fucking darren cross is showing that like video previewing the yellow jacket technology and it's yeah, just like yeah. it's giving like it, it's it's giving verhoven vibes like there's there's one yeah place, yeah it's like the, yeah the the, the you know, to oh, I got it. Democracy it's, uh, and the we live, we live in an era in which the freedom. weapons we use to protect ourselves are undermined by constant surveillance. It's time to return to a simpler age, one where the powers of freedom can once again operate openly to protect their investments. Uh, so, yeah, please, please buy my uh, yeah. shrink suit so I can send a bunch of little guys to go topple foreign governments uh, to protect your ability to sell uh, pork sliders that... Uh, give everyone mass poisoning uh which, which like in a movie more committed to it would be great but when you just kind of slide that yeah, in there it's, in a movie that otherwise can't commit it's just it, kind of like all right and then it like immediately contradicts it. itself too because like the whole the whole time during that whole time that uh scott initially breaks into hank pym's home to steal the suit like hank pym was sur- watching him via his surveillance ants so surveillance is is the idea that surveillance is antithetical to like heroic and noble morals and not just like another arm of the american empire's military industrial complex or is like surveillance just not okay when bad guys do it but it's okay when the good guys do it i i mean that's 
that's everything. Yeah, it's always it, the good guys. It's okay. It's, that's, that's everything. That's, I mean, it's that's like, like because I mean, that's they're like good guys. Movies and stuff. It's because they're the yeah. good guys. The good the good guys can do it because they're good and they do it for good reasons. And it's the bad guys can't because he can't trust them to only do it for good reasons. It's like well, you can you can trust Batman with mass surveillance because at the end, uh, he's gonna let Morgan Freeman turn it off. Yeah. Um, like that's and, and I mean that's kind of just like that's just deeply ideological in our whole society, right? So he just we just need good people in charge of these things, like nukes. Like it's insane that anybody has an end the world button. Yeah, it's insane that no anybody has that one. Power. But oh no, it's just this is just as long as we only have guys who we know would never press it, unless someone else. But you know what? Honest to God, like if Russia nuked America, what's the point of nuking Russia? We'd back? be dead. Like once once the threat of mutually assured destruction has failed, there's no point in retaliation except to just kill a lot more people for no fucking reason. So like, why bother having fucking nuclear weapons? <laughs> And I mean, like, like, I get it for like North Korea or something, where it's like maybe the only thing keeping the Americans from flattening you. But um, uh, I mean, China. Yeah, ev- really what, what Sue is saying that, that every nation but, like, should have a nuclear a big country that's like, a guy in a suit. Every every nation should have a nuclear deterrent that is like a a thirty foot tall bipedal tank. Um. Now I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the uh, fucking walking. Uh, fucking chain of walking like headless Ava units at the beginning of uh 3.0 plus 1.0 during the oh I haven't seen the the rebuilds nobody my mouth so as a my metal gear solid rocked on camera <laughs> I've seen the first two rebuilds I actually Fuck, don't remember okay. them very well because I was really all right well I know what my watch something else to do is this week um but uh little little also little like nitpicky stuff there's uh, I, I I've said it before, but like, don't bring up a better movie in your movie, like unless it's like super important and you're like deliberately looting something. Well, because they bring up Titanic that, at one point, like they make a Titanic joke, and I'm just like, stop talking. Well, it's about that Titanic. talking and pop culture references, which is that, thing, which yeah. like, like people people do people do talk in pop culture references. They make pop culture references as part of everyday life, and there's times when it feels in character and organic. And then there's times when it just feels like they're doing it because that's the thing you do when you're writing comedy dialogue. And yeah, all the Titanic references. Felt, all that, yeah, it was, um, at least it was, they felt like that. Yeah. So it's like, are, are these, or it's like that kind of thing where it's like, look, someone's making a pop culture reference that seems out of place for, for that type of guy, which is always kind of annoying to me. Um, but yeah, like it didn't like, like, Titanic? Are we are we sitting around talking about Titanic in twenty? I know all that much. Which, um, whatever. But like, also because during that's the scene where we first see like Scott, like how he how he works as a burglar. Like it's a very like, and I wrote this in my notes. Um, also because uh, uh, we 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 dedicated our at the top of the hour this episode to Prime Minister Abe. But um, no, the real the real soul we would like to dedicate this episode to is uh, the goat. Uh, James Khan, who uh, let's 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 ring let's oh, let's yeah, ring the uh, the uh, uh, bell or, or do that uh, army send off thing they do. Um, yeah, our, our <laughs> taps <laughs> play taps. Um, yeah, R.I.P. to a real one. Um, 
both both me and Stu have talked about how good Thief is and Michael Mann in general, but like, it is really good. Movie, it, yeah. it, that initial like break in scene was kind of giving me shades of Thief, but also like I feel like that break in like montage in Thief is so good that like it's kind of like the representative of like what every scene should be. Like it's the best of the best. Um, but like yeah. there are there are discernible like other influences in this movie. Like we already mentioned like Robocop. Like there's that scene a little later after uh the that cross shows off the yellow jacket video where he uh turns a guy into uh like blood cum in the bathroom that's very much like the the scene a little bit like the scene in Robocop in the bathroom with Miguel Ferrer. I- I, I appreciated that. Like, yeah, he's got some kind of shrink thing, but it's not working yet. So it just turns the guy into a little bit of like, gross, twitchy goop, which was like baby lamb. I didn't like that. I know. I like. I mean, that was genuinely like a little bit gross. It was like yeah. surprising they would have anything that's genuinely because it's like he turns into the goop and the goop twitches yeah, a little bit. Like, I was like, oh fuck, there's actually like something. Yeah, it's, that's how that's how low our standards uh, have although, gotten though, where it's although, just like. Any any sign of a pulse but I, I will say Cross's death, like his death, like theoretically at least, it's not really explicitly too explicitly shown, but like he kind of has a cool ass death. He just kind of like uh, like yeah, the he's house like he's crushed, crushed down like, the into Poltergeist House at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which all kind of gave me and this this would have been pre Suspiria twenty eighteen. Kind of gave me a little reminded me a little of a bit about the or human air or oh, that's which is. That's, oh, that's nasty. Which that's oh, that's, that's a, what that's the best like cinematic death in like the last twenty fucking years. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah. Like I don't know. We should probably we do, do got to do a, Suspiria a versus Suspiria bonus episode. episode. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. I did not like the fact that uh, Jeff Bezos, Obadiah Stane, uh, crushed a perfect, adorable, innocent baby lamb to death. Um, but speaking about emotional things um at least in terms of like something i think does work in this movie's favor um relative to the other marvel entries is that like you know in addition to be feeling like especially compared to age of ultron like smaller stakes like it's a smaller size like they're not really trying to save the world yes that's but, like the the ci- yeah no one the city's not getting no one's lifting up. it off There's the ground no big blue shit in the sky no aliens, like yeah it's um but like the father daughter emotional core I, I, I appreciate I, I that. really appreciate it. Yeah. Like I think but I I think that's also just one of those things. It's like it's a common thing that's like used in cinema, like whether it's, you know, like parent child relationship in general. Um Aliens. You know, call it overused or something, but it's effective because it's a very universally felt emotion. It's something people can easily connect to and see and see and feel like emotional engagement from. Um well, it's it's like eighty percent of which is eight, yeah. movies are built on like that. I yeah. Speaking like of poltergeist, I, like to again to credit Paul Rudd, um, like he like at just also just because he like has a very affable uh, charisma to him, whether it's like whether that's like organic to him or that's just sort of like the the best sort of like his his like key roles in movies, like that's the best character, like he's always cast as, but like. His, he, he, you believe that he really would do anything for his daughter. Like, I, yeah. I believed it. Like, the, and the little Cassie, she was adorable. I thought she was adorable. There was that, there was that one, it's a very quick scene. It's like just before 
uh, like the night before Lang, go, Scott goes to, you know, do the climactic heist and he, he must have shrank down to Ant-Man size to go visit Cassie in her bedroom. He gives her a kiss on the forehead and it's like, it's like there's like more emotion in that like singular five second scene than there was like during Petra's death in fucking Age of Ultron. Like it's, it doesn't even come close. It's so it's just, it's. Yeah, no, like, this is like. If you want your emotional stuff to have impact, it should be on a somewhat smaller, more intimate scale like this. Well, that's the thing. When you've got a movie that's got 500 characters and you have to have, like, a 40 minute long CGI wank off take up most of it, it's like you don't have room to give a shit about anybody. Plus, when you cast for all these different movies, you can't guarantee when you get them all in the same room. If you get them all in the same room and aren't just editing them together, that any of them will have any enough chemistry to make you give a shit about their relationships. So it's like, again, like the whole cinematic universe thing just keeps it it collapses under its own weight, which. So here's the mystery, then. Why are like, I mean, I get like why, like, you're just like normal people go and watch these movies because. They're perfectly fine, and you go and you sit in for general audiences on yeah. a hot summer day, and you watch it. Like they're they 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 them, I understand. Just normal people that go and watch movies and aren't fucking nerds who need to pick them apart. But the stands, the people that like live and breathe oh, Marvel just, movies, yeah. and will send you fucking death threats if you say that they're bad and that like they want to like assassinate Martin Scorsese. Did you for see that um, fucking movies? Uh, let's let's um, plug our, our. I don't understand them. Let's, let's plug our. Um, uh, we have a Discord. Um, and uh, our friend Steven link in the Steven description yeah. shared there's a Twitter posts some fucking bald ass guy with a beard like you know that guy and he's wearing a Avengers shirt it's a shawarma but the A is the Avengers logo and captured it we are the oh, culture yeah. and it's like the like those guys like we would really we would really like to do an Why? episode where we just like cross examine them like like how does your brain work. I- I do, I, I, I'm, and I'm always, I'm always fascinated by people. I don't, yeah. When I look at them, I like, I don't know why, why your you brain like is this? doing the thing it's doing. I don't know how you perceive the world so differently from me. But like, I don't, I don't know how people get that invested in these movies because there's so little there. The, the, on. My only explanation is Chris Evans hot. That is, that is the root of it. That is the root of it. But that doesn't explain like, you know, why there are these like adult men who are like. You know, I don't want to watch a movie in black and white with subtitles. That's pretentious. And then they like, you know, come over Thanos saying, you know, I am God or whatever. Like it's, it's oh yeah the 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 weird aggrieved like like you're an elitist if you don't like these movies. Like these are like populist cinema that for the everyman. Insane to me. And it's yeah no like. We like populist cinema for like 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 yeah RoboCop. That's, That's populist, populist cinema. cinema for the everyman. Everybody like RoboCop. Yeah, um, like it, it's it's not pretentiousness. It's just an ounce of respect for well, a the craft of filmmaking and b for ourselves as people who watch stuff. Except we watch all of these, so we can do a podcast. Yeah, so I don't know if we respect ourselves and as at of, all. But as of uh, recording. <laughs> This, uh, we're recording like, what is today, the 17th? 
17th, uh, first of all, guys, missed my birthday. Not used to. Uh, My birthday was the 13th, so if you haven't said happy birthday to me yet, fucking do it, you plebs. Um, But, uh, so we're we're on, like, week two of Thor, Love, and Thunder being out. Um, I've been tracking at least the letterbox score declining. Oh, oh yeah, it's it's the The Thor Thor, tracker. Yeah, Thor watch. Thor Thor tracker, tracker, Thor watch. Um, but I, I guess I, our, uh, uh, mute, our, our mutual, or at least my, my Twitter mutual, uh, Jesse Hawken, he's, he's, he's pretty popular in the, uh, guess film Twitter community. Um, he, he's a very much like an anti MCU guy as well, but he's, he's also been tracking sort of the, uh, box office returns of, of Thor and how it, really kind of fell off in the second week. Like, I think the Top Gun movie, like, the Top Gun Maverick is number one again. Um, Like, it, it oh, like Thor, Love and Thunder opened really big and then made, like, much less on... More like Thor, Loath, and uh, Thunder. Yeah, and now everyone's, you know, like, Ta- Taika Waititi's making an ass of himself in, like, uh, press interviews being like, oh, this is, you know, this is, I don't agree with the auteur vision, where it's just... It's like, it's like, what are you talking? So are these like, what are you- like? Do you think these people are that loyal to these movies or Marvel or that committed, or is it just like, like gun to the head? Like you go out and you defend these movies to the death, or you will never work again. It's. I, I genuinely. Don't I mean, know. I. Um, it'll I never tell if again. Movies. We haven't seen Love and Thunder yet. We're not really very close to doing the... I've never even seen Yeah, we, I've rewatched The only Taika Waititi movie I've ever seen is yeah, what we do in the um, shadows. The, yeah, we both really enjoyed what we do in the shadows. Like, that is a genuinely good, funny movie. That movie rules. That movie so is, is like, genuinely great. On the one great. hand, I'm, like, sad that, like, the one person who, like, made one of the only... At least... As of right now, before rewatching good Marvel movies is... Really just tripped over his own his own dick. Uh, he's going the John Favreau route, as I like to call it. Uh, he had a had a big, big hit, he's, and now he's, he's just, doing he's a little he's going the John Favreau, Joss Whedon uh, route of having a, a successful first Marvel movie, and then uh, shitting and farting in his pants in the second one. Uh, so that's 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 our Thor update. How do, how, let's let's talk about the actual like CG and like shrinking stuff because you, so, I think I think it's fair to assess that both of yeah, us grew I've, up I've on like thoughts and observations. Yes, oh, we did. Oh, I had was, that on oh, tape from always on tape. literal yeah. baby days. Did you have yeah. the Did you have the tape that had yeah. uh, the Roger Rabbit intro? Yes, the Roger yes. Rabbit short. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's okay. built in. Like if you watch it on Di- like we put it oh, on really? Disney Plus for the kids or net whatever it was um yeah disney plus oh my god how does yeah we put that on disney disney plus for the kids and that the short i think was still in or wait was it i think it was i I wonder what what they thought of it because like that that movie was fucking awesome they they seemed to like it yeah no they they seemed to they seemed to like it okay so they weren't Um, like why does this look real or not real why does this look like it's a set and Well, when you're, I mean, my oldest nephew, we we talked a little bit. He's he's old enough to now to be like aware of like 
differences in production, like older movies look old, and he 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 does have a concept of cheesy, although I don't talk to him enough about that to understand what that constituted. But they seem like I mean, it's it's a fun. Oh yeah, right. the, they seem to, they seem by to like by fun. Joe Johnson, director. Like when you're a kid, the best you're not the movie so far. First Captain yeah. America. That that's just my opinion. Um, and the Brian Usna uh, connection to that because he had written that with with and, Stuart, well, no Stuart Brian Usna and Stuart um, Stuart Gordon, who like they wrote it and he was going to direct sick. it and then he got, he got very sick. Sick, right before. Um, they, but yeah, no, uh, I we agree like. Not enough use of practical CG. I think they. I think at the very end, with they because the during the climax, uh, Scott turns an ant into a, a big ant the size of a dog. Uh, and I think at the at the very end, that like little ant head, that ant that, head that pops out from under the, the under the table. Cassie's giving it like table scraps. I think that was a practical ant head. Was it? No, okay. no, that 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 didn't look like it to me. Okay, though. that the that big like here's the thing. So I, I'll yes. I'll do my little spiel. Do your spiel. So. When he first shrinks down and he's in the bathtub, that looked yeah. pretty good. And I think because I saw like the when Edgar Wright was still running it, they had that kind of like tech demo for how they do like, it. Like the, like the one made. that was made for uh, Deadpool. Yeah. And and I think that they must have kept all the techniques they developed for that yeah. from it, him. It because similar. the way like, the way they 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 kind of shoot and frame, I mean it's all digital. Uh, really, like it's even even the Ant Man is CGI, like almost always when he's small, which like I didn't entirely love, especially because like the the fake Paul Rudd eyes behind the mask look kind of uh, fucked up. Okay, I didn't. I was um, looking towards that specific area in the frame, in the couple times so really in the couple notice. times that you you see them, but by and large, like most of these CGI shots didn't lose yeah. me the way a lot of that, them and do. that's a huge compliment and, and that's considering us yeah and I want to talk about why because that's like I'm not in like I said I'm not an anti-CGI guy per se it's just overused and used in kind of ways that are ineffective and in this case like they've got little like a lot of little things like the way they they shoot them is like using it's all CGI but like these kind of virtual wide angle lenses with a shallow depth of field that that make that give an actual sense of scale um when you when you when you when you use cameras when you use a wide angle lens it it makes things look farther apart and then like a, a telephoto lens like a zoomed in lens makes things flatter and closer together and a wide angle lens has um or a wide aperture I don't know I'm thinking of a wide aperture yeah it's like if and yeah. a shallow depth of field, that's like the blur. Like when you focus, like if you look at your finger and everything behind it gets blurry. Yeah, it's it's like have you field. ever seen like pictures of like like aerial views of like neighborhoods or communities where like the depth of field is adjusted so they like look like miniatures? Like it's like that, kind of. Yeah. And and using that wide angle and depth of field gives a sense of scale. And that's the thing that's so often missing from special effects shots, whether it's like a big monster fighting or whatever is like you lose scale and this gives you a sense of scale he gets oh he's really small the really world okay. now seems really big around him and i just like you know just just like he like when he's like tumbling he like falls through a vent and he leaves little claw marks behind you just you know little these motes of dust like the, just little little touches of detail that are absent a lot of effect shots because of the way they're farmed out and sub subcontract and everything that like and I guess it's just again, it's like again, it's a tiny little details that add up to a shot that, at least some of the time, remains like engaging and visually interesting and doesn't tune you out. Um, 
and so like yeah a lot of the cgi shots and work better than in other movies that that yeah. said like it's still like i would like to have seen some high national oh style yeah. like big miniature oh, set work fucking, like the the giant and, like pie? at least when he's Do flying the giant whoopie pie in how do i shrink the kids where they're like they're taking like the stuffing and like eating in the cream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, Did I you, didn't, I didn't, I didn't know oh what you meant God. by whoopie pie for a second. Oh my God, like, I did, yeah. Um, we, I did. You also actually, just want to like, as a little kid, kid, like, just, like eat a giant whoopie pie. Uh, no, wow. I, I actually that that gross. Really? Me out as a little oh, kid. oh, because all the ants were like, I was like, it's on yeah, the ground okay. and it's dirty and there's an ant and they're all. Bit, it like, looks really. I mean, I've, even as a kid, I've always been like, things just like gross me out like that. But I, I have a sucker, like, probably in part because I saw movies again. Like, I love the premise. Like, you shrink down and suddenly what's the ordinary becomes mundane extraordinary world becomes because this it's big. whole different yeah. universe. Yeah. And, like, the everyday little things you don't even notice now are, like, the bugs crawling around on your floor and stuff are all Yeah, it's dangerous. fun. Like, That's why that movie Like, Incredible fun. Shrinking Man. I tried stuff. watching like, it's, that before, it's like, while I was in premise. Delaware. Um, yeah, behind the scenes information. I was uh, driving to Delaware where we got it for a family Reunite. I would not. Delaware. Uh, yeah, I was uh, usually on the week of my birthday, uh, the the day of my daughter's wedding. I haven't seen Godfather, but yeah, I I didn't choose to go to Delaware. I just kind of got dragged there. But I I was gonna watch Incredible Shrinking Man, but I kind of had like family all over my shoulder, barely could get really time. I mean, it's it's a fifties movie. Yeah, it's It's, on the Criterion Collection. It's a little. A little dry, but it's worth watching. I I saw it as a kid. I, I haven't seen it long ago, but I saw it as a kid and I enjoyed it. Um, there's uh the very ending. It's got a weird ending. He's, he, there's no like good ending. He just realizes he's just going to keep shrinking smaller and smaller and smaller forever. So he goes. Um, he goes until some he atomic, like ceases to he exist. Goes until he goes. Yeah. No, he he will. Yeah. But like the ending, kind of like before that, is he's stuck in the cellar. And he can't get out and he's trying to survive. He finds a sewing needle. He's like dueling with a spider. <laughs> yeah. With a big spider that's kind of uh, like hunting him around. Why didn't we get around. a scene where and like Paul Rudd fights a spider? It's, it's really cool as a premise, cool. except like the they have like footage of like. Oh, a yeah. It's like documentary. Which doesn't make please. sense because it's yeah. like. It's, it which doesn't make sense entirely because it's like it's also a spider that has a web and like the one way out of the cellar is past its web. And tarantulas don't make webs. They're not that kind of spider. <laughs> But then it's like when he actually goes to fight it, it's like a big like, um, and it's 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 endearing, but it's like a really 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 uh, goofy looking fake spider yeah. when he's actually oh, like doing yeah. it. But I, I know that's 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 a, that's I mean, a decent movie. I think this, but, um, this like what is also because like, to this day, like, and I doubt that Disney will ever let anyone see what that original Edgar Wright script was but to my understanding uh geez i i completely forgot what i was about to say <laughs> holy shit oh my god i had like i gave myself like but, but yeah dementia. so uh better use yeah. of cgi than a lot of these movies but i still wish i wish there was an animatronic ant at, at least one. just for when he's like at riding it one. and he's like really close this one you know some giant miniature set stuff to complement like oh, the CGI I, I backgrounds the giant, and everything. Giant Thomas the Tank Engine cu- crushing the cop car was fun. That's That like, was nice. Like, I mean, it actually had a giant yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine, which which, which kind of surprised which is, me. Yeah, actually. Give, give me more um, of that, please. But like, yeah, more of that. And it's like, again, it's like just those little touches that would have like brought this movie above 
what it is. That's all it takes. It's just a few little oh yeah finer points. I remember so what a little I was bit more say. style. And, uh, I remember the point I was going to bring up because um, like this this movie at least like not that all Marvel movies like take themselves like super seriously. Like these aren't fucking Nolan movies, and they're not like miserable slogs like a Snyder movie. But like. You know, com- compared to like the other MC, this one is a little sillier. It, it it has sillier parts to it. It's not necessarily a silly movie, but I think it's Edgar it's more Wright's like original, it's less like yeah. Edward Wright's original stock. script was more like you know really didn't take itself seriously. It was I to maybe a bit more like intentional camp on the part of of that screenplay. Um, I'm not sure because again we're we're ne- probably never going to be able to read what that original screenplay was because just. Yeah, we we can only speculate on what the the original movie was. Um, yeah, if, I think the that in like I think um, Hope Fandine, uh her character uh, got like got beefed up in the rewrite, so I don't think she, her role was as um, uh, like consequential or as important as it is in the and final like end product, um, and obviously the fight with uh falcon is you know mandated by feige was thrown in there you you, you can tell that's like a, that late, a late addition, addition. to because it's like the the way it's the the special effects the way it's executed all feel more dropped in from one of the other marvel movies oh yeah it's just like oh um, wait we're gotta go steal this thing from a stark warehouse up and it's just like uh this decoy tracker and it's not really clear what it's supposed to do. It's 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 yeah, you know, it's totally it's inconsequential. Really, it's it's inconsequential. just dropped in it's, there. It's just like it's just, you know, simply tied. It's like, like you oh, can see where it like before we go on the real mission. See if you're ready. Like you can like see the scenes where it was. Oh dropped yeah, you in. can it's see. Really yeah, awesome. it's 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 like a Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> uh, Which it's actually it's actually weird. This is seen as a, like a like a like and for all the the flaws for all this movie doesn't. Like, for all, like, I will, like, not remember 90% of this movie tomorrow, like, the actual experience of watching it is, like, consistently fine, and I, I don't know why it's considered a lesser Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree. Probably because it's not big and epic and filled with 50 characters, because it is better oh than my most God, yeah. of them, like, All, for sure. Although- it's, like, it's like this and Iron Man 3 and that first Captain America movie kind of stand above. Although, oh my God, rest. did you catch um, it? Someone... I, I, it was it was either Louise or one of uh, oh wait no I think it was the Russian guy with the funny head um, I recognize that actor wait was he in the Suicide Squad I don't know that guy uh, the Russian guy he says the uh, slur for Romani people <laughs> just casually oh yeah casually and I I was just like thinking like oh well, Romani this alluding to like witchcraft and wizardry I'm like is this supposed to be an allusion towards like Wanda and Scarlet Witch, but no, because it's, they they no no it's her, not an allusion to anything. It's Feige was like, I don't want to make her Romani, which was you know we completely oh, no, forgot no, don't, to bring that up in the, our Age of Ultron discussion, by the way. No, nobody, nobody like most people don't know. Probably most people now don't know it's considered a slur. Yeah. And oh, probably back then. Yeah. Probably for people just, it then. Just took me out for a second. Like it's just because I mean, like Romani, like like there aren't a lot of Roma proportionally especially in north america like it's just like it's um it's just like like when people think of gypsy it's not even thinking of an ethnic they're, they're group it's just like it's a stereo 
it's, fucking Notre Dame. It's thinner. Yeah. Or not even that. No, it's it's like oh, God, thinner. That it's, it's like awful. a completely. It's like a. But, but it's like it's like a. They're, yeah. they're like fantasy yeah, they're, characters. They're, plot they're like services. elves and yeah. dwarves in the in in North Ooh, America. The curse I think, in people's Ooh. imaginations. It just it just took yeah, me so out. So you don't like it's 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 not even bigotry. It's just like if if you if you aren't from Europe, you don't think about it. And the only reason anyone here knows it's considered as a slur now is because like infographics go around on websites telling people that it's one of the things that you're not supposed to yeah. say. Which like oh fine, like it is an ethnic group. But um like it's just like not a thing anybody thinks about here, I think. Yeah, true. It's like the same way like you probably wouldn't know any like you 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 might have a term for like an ethnic group in Thailand that is considered a slur. You wouldn't know. Well, you know, if you ever if you ever Living come here, to right? Boston, do not call an Italian person a guinea wop unless it's my dad, in which case I'll laugh. Uh, I love calling my dad a guinea wop. Um, I can do that because I'm part Italian. So my old man would have called a Wonder Bread wop. You know, he eats his Sunday gravy out of a jar. Uh, yeah, Italian. You can tell from your last name. Anti- it's just literally a region. Italian. Your last name is yeah. just a region. Anti-Italian of Italy. like <laughs> slurs are so fucking funny. To me, they're like fucking giddy wop, uh, meatball head, or fucking. Well, shit. they are th- when when they don't evoke like a meaningful. Yeah, where it's just like an old guy life, yelling something. They are funny. at you. <laughs> um, let's let's wrap up our discussion of Ant Man with you know some rapid fire uh, stuff because uh, the the movie movie ends and uh, gay actor Michael Douglas opens a door and uh, Hank and Hope are making out. They're like, oh, it's. No. Uh, I can't believe that. It's okay, um, but it's it's a happy it's a happy ending. Um, uh, Jeff Bezos gets killed horribly, crushed to death. Uh, like the and the the Hank like uh the Pym Industries like headquarters also like crumpled up and disappeared into nothingness, like the Poltergeist house, like. It's, it's oh this, yeah, it was, right. I forgot they same, did that, yeah. right? Because they're um, they're there to well. They, okay, this is admit. Like, actually, this is one thing yeah. that drives me crazy in all these movies, in, in a lot of movies, because it's such a. It's like the singular genius that invented the thing, and without him and or it. his research notes, no one could ever. But never in the history of science has that ever been true of anything. Yeah, like the world's full of geniuses. Like, if they at least have a sense of where to start, like they'll Plot. figure it out. Like, yes. you know. Like, look at how quickly nuclear, like, like making nuclear bombs really hard, and like every half industrialized country had it figured out within like ten to twenty years of World War Two. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, we forgot to mention Judy Greer. Yeah, Judy Greer is uh, Scott's ex ex wife. Um, Judy Greer, who's like a good actress, and like I like her in whatever she's in. Like, I like Judy Greer. Yeah, like and Judy, yeah. she's just. She just really has like that one scene during Cassie's birthday party where um, this was this was the thing I like that like a cute little character touch that uh, like Scott brings uh, for for Cassie's birthday. He got her this fucking horrifying, ugly like rabbit doll with like sharp ass teeth. It, it's like monstrous. It, it looks like some Five it's Nights at Freddy's, Freddy's like, uh, fucking thing. And she's like, I love it! And it's like, where would you even buy this? Like, Who it, manufactures this? I like this, that little element because it shows, you know, their relationship that, you know, he understands her. Like, that was a really cute, nice, yeah, he, nice moment. But aside from, like, that scene in the, you know, she's, you know, running back and forth during the climax because it's, you know, taking place in Cassie's bedroom. 
But that in like the end where they're all having dinner together, Judy Greer has like really nothing to do. Which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, she's just that that she's just the ex-wife keeping Paul Rudd from his daughter because he did it because he space. did a good crime. Because yeah. he did, and I mean, did like you could like, right all thing. you'd have to do is just like a minute long earth conversation where it's like, look, I know you had reasons for what you did, but you going to jail like fucked up our family and you weren't there for us. Yeah, it's that's like, left unspoken. Just establish that. If you, you you could just do a little bit to establish that and then the animus might make some kind of sense, but it just doesn't sell in the movie as it exists at all. And I, I'm not a like like I mean there's reading between the lines, but like that thing where you just like invent motivations to make a movie make more sense than it does is not something yeah it's cope it, yeah it's 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 hard cope um like like there's reading but yeah like 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 it's just it's just like it's just not well established and again that's because we've the the, the this like like whatever like that was probably like stripped out because they didn't want to make paul rudd less likable as a character so which it's my guess very hard to make paul rudd unlikable it is very <laughs> very hard that's like it's and, like and name, a, like, name unlike... a more like likable like white actor who has literally minded his own business, and I don't think I've ever heard like a bad thing. Like I, other, I other appreciate than, like, that uh, we haven't had like the Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves has that. Yeah, I appreciate we haven't had like the Chris Pratt Ryan Reynolds oversaturation. We gotta. This is an infographic. But also, like with them, make. like like the where do you? But with them too, like you you see enough of them. And you hear like stuff about what they're like outside of life, and you get like, oh, these guys are like they have like a certain kind of smarmy charisma, but they're also like seem like huge douchebags. And yeah, they're they're the ones that like know. at first pass you'll get the like, sense that Paul like Rudd is like deep down, but a are actually bag. like you know pure of heart, pretty down to earth. You know, your Chris Evans, uh, your affable guy who looks like he's probably super affable. You know, on and off the set, that's your Paul Rudd and. Guy who plays affable guy pretty well, but is actually a giant dick. That's your Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, we got to make yeah. like a chart of and, that. And with enough exposure to them, especially as they become bigger and bigger stars, and probably feeds your ego. You like you can start to tell, like it bleeds. Yeah, you start seeing too. the subtext. Like I feel like the further you go through Chris Pratt's career, the more you can tell what a dickhead he probably is in real life from his performance. Or I mean, that could just be projection. On no, he's part. probably I don't a dick. know. It's, I get that um, sense. But- <laughs> oh no! I know! I know! I know! He, I, I know he is. I just the thing where it bleeds through yeah. his performance. I don't know if that's me projecting that onto him now that I know these things, or if that really is like as he becomes a bigger he, star. Yeah, he's letting the mask slip. It a little. bleeds into his performances. Um, yeah. But but yeah no like yeah, like yeah Paul Rudd is just extremely innately likable. And yeah, like works really well like, um, in this. So movie. before we before we move on to watch something else, recommendations. I think we kind of already gave, but we'll just reiterate them. Um, uh, we got to, we got our mid credits scene, which is set up for Ant Man and the Wasp. Where oh, I forgot. Okay, to well, walk, I'll, I'll I forgot tell you to watch what that. Happens. Our mid credit scene. Uh, gay actor Michael Douglas shows Evangeline Lilly. This is a thing me and your mother were working on before she died. Not really, and shows her what will be the wasp suit, uh, you know, because yeah. Hope will. Which here's the thing, Hope. So why Hope Van Dien 
she i don't think she was ever actually the wasp in the comics she i think she was an antagonist who played like red i red have no idea bug or something that. red red jacket or something like like wasp was always or not like mostly that was a role that was mostly janet um so it's this is another sort of thing that they like tweaked for the like marvel cinematic universe like tweaking the backstory um which i don't i don't i i don't really care i wonder what like diehard ant-man fans reactions were to certain changes as i do with like any sort of major deviation from the comics um in these which is why we we'd like well, really these, love these movies are not expert yeah we I think you've yeah we'll we'll, we'll get, get back, back to, to that. that having like a person who really knows the comics on to um, but help that's yeah so that's the mid credit um, scene and then our post credit scene is set up uh, opening shots for Civil War uh uh, uh Anthony Mackie and uh, beautiful beautiful Chris Evans thank you thank you Peyton Reed at least giving me a, a little taste of Chris Evans at the very end uh they they they're in this like fucking I don't know if it's like a it's not a dungeon it's like it it looks I think it's wait. I think it was the um, Hydra base where they were keeping Bucky, uh, like froze, like and re-educating in between missions. And they they find Buc- Bucky's there. He's like all you know, sad and you know, uh, you know, turned out and shit. The uh, the seasonal yeah, affective um, disorder. And, soldier. You know, this, they finally found Bucky and uh, Captain America and. Uh, uh, Falcon or Lake. Yeah, we gotta keep the we and gotta keep, they you know, <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep this to ourselves, you know, the Sokova Sokovia Accords, you know, we can't tell Stark, you know, setting the setting the putting pieces in place for uh, you know, Tony versus Steve in Civil War. Uh which we'll have to like we're 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 have we're gonna have to take a break from Marvel movies after phase two. Like we gotta do either like watch something else and we definitely gotta revisit uh gotta check in on the dcu which means we gotta fucking watch suicide squad yeah that's and 10 target well, batman, no, batman and superman. superman's our next our next i think that's we our should, next let's know movie, for right? our for our sake let's do a watch something else lately no but that, those are those are bonuses those are bonuses now yeah isn't that the idea i was it i don't i've I don't. I don't know. I think I just. I think I just never said that and just assumed. It's but, it's um, it's it's bonuses well, I mean, because we're gonna have to commit seppuku after we watch them. Um, mass, yeah, mass seppuku at a uh, at the fucking damaged Joker. Uh, but yeah, I think we're both gonna recommend like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Or- no, the watch the watch something oh, else. Okay. I was thinking that would be like, no. Don't I, I watch. Don't watch. Left, the, what, that's like the fucking suicide. Don't watch Suicide Squad. Watch the Suicide Squad as a, yeah, but but our yeah it's our watch something else episodes that'll be like, uh and that kind of so that'll be like our bonus content on the page. Okay. Um, um. Yeah. Okay. Although that's I think we'll have I one more. About- we'll have one more for public consumption so people know what they're missing if they don't subscribe for at least three dollars mm-hmm. a month. Just three dollars a month can help two starving podcasters, uh, pay rent. And student loans eat food and, uh, and survive all those other things. Um, the the two most oppressed and suffering the, the people on gamers the, the world, and the podcasters. Most, the most, um, yeah. Um, 
And actually, uh, on that note, we do have a five dollar uh, Patreon subscriber, uh, Violet. Violet. Friend of the show and Discord Violet regular is personal friend of mine. Is our first. Is our first thank you, five dollar subscriber <laughs> on, gonna, and uh, gets wait, a shout gonna, out on the I'm show. Message as Violet well. right now and be like, "Thank you for your money." Hold on. Uh, yeah, shout big ups to Violet. Um, Violet, who has been like an OG. Uh, listener from the very beginning. Um, yeah, big ups to Violet. Thank you for your five dollars. You could be spending it on much better things, probably like fish gifts for Mo. Um, no, no, not there's nothing better than subscribing to our show. So yeah, uh, three dollars a month will get you all bonus content. Uh, five, some extra little bonuses and a shout out, and then there's some tiers beyond that for. If you're feeling especially generous and you're a, an affluent person, uh, a, a POW, a person of wealth, uh, then there's some. We'll we'll come up some some other little fun yeah. things for that. If, yeah. If so to give a better that. idea of sort of what bonus content will look like, we're probably. I agree. I think we should start confining like watch something else to bonus content. Yeah. So, um, but also you know like interviews with people or like special like. We'd like to maybe do like commentaries on or movies. commentaries on movies. Like if we're feeling we're, we're going to try, we're going to, we're going to try and, and we're going to try a few different things. We're going to see yeah. what works, but yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, we're, I'm hoping we'll, we'll at least have like a, yeah, I'll watch something else or something like that for you. By yeah. Month, and you know, um, we'd, we'd like sure. to also get to a place where we have enough like Patreon people that we can like grow up like, Hey, what's this? Is there a movie in particular you want? You know your two favorite goons. Yeah, to yeah. Watch. The higher, the higher subscription tiers, you can make rec- You can uh, vote in polls and suggest stuff. For us yeah. To so if you if you want that stuff, so if if you desperately want me and Sue to watch uh, the Gray Man, which uh, the Russo also uh, we gotta take two seconds to talk about how like much assholes the Russo brothers are because like the big thing on Twitter right now is they're like shit talking like the filmmaking process oh yeah um, yeah oh we're, we're so beyond a tour theory now these are just grumpy old men this is the the new way of but here's the, movies, the thing i'm thinking it's like kevin feige tells you what to do he's you working do it. with three of the literal hottest actors working the, like chris evans ryan gosling and anna de armas who's fucking playing marilyn monroe like and i guarantee you there's gonna be like negative sexuality in this movie like there's there's not gonna be anything sexy. I have I actually have no idea what the gray man is about. That, the, all I know is Chris Evans has like a pedophile mustache. Oh, that's too bad. That's, it's I, I like a uh, oh wait wait Miguel. I, unless Miguel, that's your thing, I don't know if that's really cute, exciting. Little, uh, please, just because this will be my only chance. Can you please insert a little clip of uh Chris Chris Evans talking about uh being interviewed on the red carpet for uh light ear about his beard. It's cute. Thank you. Because that's always on my mind. Chris, look, I've been asking everybody here today. What do you got? Brother, you posted this. We got the yeah. mustache without the mustache. All right, what do you prefer? Mustache or no mustache? Be honest. You know what? Be you honest. Personally? Me personally. Yeah. The guy with the mustache looks like trouble. So I'm going to hang with the trouble. That's what Isaiah said, too. Isaiah was like, I feel like I'm the cops get called if I hang out with him at the bar. That's what people been saying, brother. Yeah, well said. Well what about said. you? What do you like, man? I mean, look, it's embarrassing to say, but the, the, it grew on me. Thank you, Miguel. Okay. I'll- yeah, but I think our we both agree our watch something else is definitely Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Um, having I haven't I haven't watched it. In oh a yeah, long time, oh though, yeah. But I'm I definitely know. No, it I've, would I've be watched it recently. It's, it's 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 a fun. 
a fun family adventure film with with some nice practical effects and set work and stuff. Um, yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Incredible Shrinking Man. Um, that one I haven't seen in a long time, but like those are just like what are what are other ones, movies you know? about little Inner guys. Space? That's a fun movie. What are other movies about little guys? Inner Space okay. with Dennis Quaid, which is kind of it's kind of a riff on Fantastic Voyage, but more comedic and oh, well, I, I could also recommend in, in that yeah, uh, uh, Fantastic Planet as well, which is a French, the French animated movie, um, like the, the late Fantastic. late six. It's like a it's, it, it's animated like in the style of like the little animated interludes on Monty, Monty Python. Kind of. Oh, like yeah. It's like the giant yeah, alien, alien people. If you've seen them, yeah, that yeah, that movie. Uh, um, that's a very good movie. Oh, I think I saw. Yeah, I posted it. Yeah, that's a very good yeah. movie. Um, I'm trying to think of other movie. I haven't seen uh, the 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 Ghibli borrowers adaptation, so I can't. Oh, Secret yeah, World I of Arietti. So I can't. I can't recommend that. That's, but that's it's pretty Ghibli, decent. Yeah, so I would. I, I've seen that. That's, that's worth watching. Yeah. Um. Which isn't it? It's it's mad funny that like Disney was like, okay, we're we're just gonna give up our Ghibli library, which you know they 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 were in the yeah they're all on Netflix, yeah well now so. they're now G Kids owns the distribution rights to uh, the Ghibli ri- library in North America at least, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, I can't think of anything else to recommend really. Um, I don't know. Watch the. Watch the episode of Tim and Eric where Paul Rudd does the funny dance. Uh, what, what's the what's the dance called? It's like the celery dance, and then he's then they show him a he's on the computer, and then they show him a, someone without pants on. He's like, ah, no, Tane. Yeah, the the Tane. You can just yeah, find that's it on YouTube, that's a classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, there's not a ton of if, as much as like it's one of those premises that it's like. Doing it will get you compared to the other things that have done it, but it's like it's a really broad premise. You can do a ton. And with you know it. what? I will. Um, I will say, I, as far as like, it's kind of unfortunate they've never made like a really good video game that you. Yeah, like premise. I think for, there's been like for, a couple, but it's, like I, I joke that like nobody gave a shit about a fucking Ant Man movie or really cares about Ant Man, but like I cared about Ant Man after this movie. Like I think like it does a very good job of like making you care about his powers and seeing them as actually like cool well here, here's the thing like it's an interesting set of yeah. powers it's like he can be really small but he's still it's like they play loose with it, but he's got like proportional strength and he can like call upon ants to do stuff it's a jojo um, power like that's yeah well that's the thing i was thinking jojo's, JoJo's. what what's missing from a lot of superhero stuff is like you have interesting powers and then you put people in situations where they have to be clever about how they use those powers to deal with a problem. This movie has a bit of that. Um, especially, like early, actually, even before he has powers, he just uses he does some MacGyver oh, yeah, with to the, break the, in yeah, the glue actor Michael uh, Douglas's yeah, vault. Thumbprint. Yeah, which I mean, I like. I'm a sucker for MacGyver shit. I just like clever improvisation in stories. Um, but um, and that's the that's, that's always that much makes that's what makes like a good JoJo's Bizarre Adventure like episode or fight is like you set up weird powers with their weird rules and then the characters have to figure out those rules and figure out how to get around them or exploit them or find the loophole with with their own powers and that's that's like if you're going to do superpowers that's what makes them interesting it's like how how can the how can we put how can we have like clever situations and clever solutions with these abilities and so much of superhero stuff is just like 
I'm really strong. I'm going to punch you really hard. And it's like, oh, God, yeah, a shit. <laughs> Ant- Ant-Man has an interesting set of powers that can contrive interesting situations that he can, and he can use them in clever ways. And I'm just, I'm a sucker for that. And like that parallel universe where the MCU wasn't the thing and these movies could just stand on their own and, and be made by people that can like kind of make a movie. Like I would probably like, like like that parallel universe version of this movie would probably be like a like a solid like four star movie that I'd really like. Yeah. Um and it's it's too bad that again, like it's like it's like it's those elements of style and emotional impact and so everything's just like just brought down that 10-15% by yeah. having to be a Marvel. Um, which which just all it does is make its individual parts. It's the opposite of an anthill. It takes all of its constituent elements and makes them collectively yeah. weaker for being part and also of because this is a um, pastiche of a uh heist movie and as it t- and also just you know in, in memory of the goat james con oh yeah thief watch the i mean we already we already recommended it when we were talking about dark knight because of the michael man yeah oh, we did but right. um yeah. yeah there's oh did you see that like excerpt of uh james con like being interviewed for like playboy and he's like yeah all these guys are fucking assholes and it's just like please talk to me oh, like yeah. that <laughs> that's great it's like that is the hottest <laughs> thing a guy has ever said it's just he's just like <laughs> it's yeah if we it's it's really good uh just look up like james con like playboy interview it's 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 really good um but yeah so that's this this concludes phase two uh, phase number two of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, next time we're uh, gonna do fucking DCU. Or as as much as this, yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah Batman I v the, like gunshot gag from uh, Age of Ultron about Ant Man for like this because like we're we're probably going to want to like suck on the barrel of the gun. <laughs> yeah, just are we gonna watch like the director's cut of this? Is I, there a director's cut for Batman V? No, I don't, and I don't think there's there's not a director's cut of Suicide Squad either. No, I'm pretty, we, and I'm pretty sure the when director's when cut we wouldn't do, be any um, Justice League. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to watch. Both oh yeah, versions, no, when we get to Justice League, we're going to have to watch both. Versions. God, that's gonna be like yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have to break that up over a couple days. I think we have to. But that's that's still down the road yet. Yeah, we're not, we're not we're, quite there. But yeah, so tune in. Tune in next time. For, tune in for next time to commit uh, joint seppuku over uh, Batman v, v Superman. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, uh, watch, watch better, better movies. movies. Night, everybody. Good night. Nude. This is not suitable for work. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. Excuse me, Paul. Your wife is on the phone. It's an emergency. I'll get it later. We have important work to do. Need, need money. Need money.